audio issues. Um, couldn't get into all three groups. It's like Facebook's API is down or something. I have no idea. So we're just going to be streaming into Platinum, and then I'll have to share it into the other groups. Uh, I want to introduce you to Josh. Do you go by Josh or Joshua? Uh, either's fine. Joshua's fine. fine. So introduce to Josh. Uh, he is a native advertising. Uh, mainly focuses on native ads, correct? So uh, one of the things we do, yes. Okay. So I really wanted to dive in with you, mainly around native ads, and then learn a little more about what you do. Um, but I know I have a lot of questions about native ads myself, as we've played around in that space. I've never had, to be honest, we've had zero success. Spent, you know, running on one brand that's a very, very well-known brand, thirty, forty dollars CPAs, hundred k on Facebook all day long. Spent five thousand dollars on native, not even one purchase. Even to retargeting, and like even just retargeting, couldn't get one purchase on Yahoo Gemini. Pixel has been tested, values passing, so. There must be a trick to it. I don't have the magic, so that's what we what, that's what we brought you in for. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to hear all about it and try to help you any way I could. Yeah, so let's start off with a little bit about yourself, kind of how you got into the ad space. Um, kind of a little bit more about kind of, I, I think you have guys have an agency, a little bit about the agency and kind of what you guys do. Sure, so I've been in the business since um, roughly around 2003. Um, I dabbled in it. A little bit before then, but that's when it started to get really serious. I went from being in bands and playing music to working at record labels to working at a music marketing company to then moving on to internet marketing. In the beginning, it was um, one of the first co-reg paths uh, where they were giving away free iPads to uh, incentivize people to take other offers, and uh, it transitioned from that into um, roughly around 2003. Okay. Echo. Yeah, um, that was me. Yeah, no problem. Um, and so went from co-reg to consulting to email to affiliate networks to Facebook buying to native buying to building out um, technology and software in the insurance vertical and with uh, native advertising. Okay. Did you do a lot of affiliate, like quite a bit of affiliate stuff or? Still do to this day. Um, yeah. We have had an affiliate network, a private affiliate network, since 2009. Um, so we've been doing this a long time over different types of traffic sources. Um, but yeah, our, our main expertise is insurance, lead gen, e-commerce, and white hat supplement um, with celebrity doctor type stuff. And we run those across native Facebook, um, Snapchat, Google, and that's about it. Did you just use white hat? Supplement and doctor in the same. Let me doctor white hat supplements. There is. I don't know that exists. It does. <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, and um, it's a pretty amazing business. Not one that I would want to do myself, but. Um, what kind of supplement stuff? Uh, it's mostly probiotics. Oh, okay. I think of mostly like the Doctor Oz stuff. You know, back in the day that. Yeah, no, not like actual doctors who have committed and are making money off of being a part of the product and believe in the product. Mm, okay, cool. Like uh, Stephen Gundry or uh, Vincent, uh, Dr. Pager. Okay, interesting. So, how you, uh, and then you guys have your Maximus, so that's the ad agency portion of it? So, Maximus is a licensed software that other media buyers can license. <clears throat> the main bread and butter is used for our own internal 12-person native buying team. Got it. Okay. That's what so I Foremost, we're, we're media buyers. And then we just figured it was so good if other 
serious media buyers want to license it, we would allow them to. Sure. Okay. Interesting. Because we, we can't cover every single vertical. Like, right. We're not going to be good at everything. Right. Uh, what? So what? When we so let's let's talk a little bit about native ads. Obviously, there's Outbrain, Taboola, Yahoo Gemini. Um, talk to us about kind of your experience, I guess, in native ads, the different platforms, and kind of like I guess on what you recommend uh, somebody does to get started. So I started on Yahoo Gemini. Now knowing what I know is probably the worst place to start because that's where I started. I wish I would have known that. <laughs> it's um, very high volume traffic and very good quality traffic, but it's a beast that you need to tame, and so you just can't go in there blindfolded and with their hands tied behind your back, basically. Mm. Um, uh, I've, I've said this before, but if I was starting out today, I'd probably start out on a lesser known um, network. Um, one I always say is Power Inbox because you have to do everything so manually because they don't have a graphical interface that is easy to use. It causes you to learn all the nuts and bolts, kind of like painting the fence for uh, you know Daniel's son training in karate. You know? So you have to learn each portion of it. And then <clears throat> when you move on to easier to use networks or a software like Maximus, you understand the fundamentals a lot better and it helps you in the long run. Plus they have super high quality traffic it's a relatively good price, and you can't, you won't, you won't lose like ten thousand dollars in an hour. It, they only have so much volume, so it's a, it's a great training ground for being a media buyer in native space. Hmm. Interesting power inbox. <clears throat> yeah, so their email, so they go out to people with first party lists and put a piece of code on their email, and then dynamically serve ads into the email. So it's a very um, good user that you're starting with and the quality is very high. Um, that being said, you're never gonna make $50,000 a day on Power Inbox, but you can do $5,000 a day, make really good profit, and learn everything you need to know about native advertising. Hmm. Okay, yeah, we started out with Gemini, and we just went basically warm for targeting traffic, and nothing. No, nah, we didn't even get one purchase, which is just unreal, because even on our bottom of funnel traffic, where you know, we're hitting $15, $20 CPAs, and we spent a thousand, two thousand bucks, and not one sale. Yeah, we have actually not had any luck with retargeting on native networks. We do a ton of Facebook buying, and we tried the same thing, and just it's either too expensive or it's not what they're saying it is. Uh, I, we can't figure it out. It should work for all intents and purposes, but hmm. it does not. Uh, I would not waste your time on retargeting for native right now. That might change, and um, you know, with Taboola and Alpre merging. Maybe that gets fixed or, or sorted out, but right now it's just too expensive and, and not worth the, the time. You're better off just. Sure. So, what does a beginner ad strategy look like? Somebody that wants to dive in, maybe doesn't want. Yeah. You know, like you know, I would say like a Facebook ad strategy typically is going to be your TOF, MOF, BOF, sixty percent to top of funnel, twenty percent to middle of funnel, twenty percent to bottom of funnel. Talk just a little bit about a holistic ad strategy and kind of what that looks like for somebody that wants to get started out native. Right, so it all depends, right? Like, are you learning from someone else who's giving you stuff that works on one network and you're pushing it over to a network, or are you starting from scratch, you're listening to your affiliate manager? So it kind of all starts like with what you have to leverage to begin with, right? So if I do a ton of volume for a network on Facebook, I can easily ask my rep for the right information to move ahead a lot quicker than I'm just some random guy who heard native might be cool and I really want to make a living. How am I going to do it, right? So. Mm -hmm. It, to simplify it, right, like 
uh, what I always say is basically you want to find one network and then you want to find one platform. Like you don't want to try desktop and tablet and mobile all in one campaign. You want to pick the one that has the best chance. So if you're talking to an advertiser or you have your own deal or you're talking to affiliate network, it's where does this deal work, right? Does it work more on mobile? Are you seeing more leads from mobile? Whatever the case is, and we'll start there. And then so, so it all starts with like the quality of the place you're buying the traffic from and then where does it convert? And then there's only a couple steps in between you and making money is, does the ad click through, right? Does the pre-sell click through? Does the ad, once that person's dropped off, convert? And so we're looking at, when we look for new ads, right, we're seeing what, what verticals are really popular in the places that we're really good at buying at. Mm-hmm. And what, how many versions of the deal is possible? Like, let's say you were like, I'm gonna do solar. And you're like, okay, well, Gemini is the only one that has really good state targeting. And the solar people don't really want national deals, they want state specific. So, okay, I'm gonna start there. And then you might say, okay, well, only California and Texas and New Jersey work, and you're gonna file it down. While you're doing that, you're f- trying to find ads that are at the highest click-through rate with that pre-sell that will push them through seamlessly to basically convert. So it's there's only about four steps you need for a working offer, right? It's ad, pre-sell, offer, and then obviously competitive price, and then the place that you're buying it from. So how does a real brand work with that if they have, say, 1,000 thousand products, 2,000 products? Is it building like a, you know, a specific, just a few product offer type thing? Because what we did it for our example, you know, we don't work with a lot of just single product stores. We work with more bigger brands that have a lot of products is we thought we were just going to go in there and hit them, you know, not really have pre-sell and squeeze pages and splash pages and all that kind of stuff. So in your experience, is it more of offer specific certain couple products building like bundle type package deals to make it work? I would only do a single product or like some kind of listicle of here are nine things that will make driving in your car easier. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you have to follow the pattern of like, where are they coming from? What are the things that they're reading while they're on that site? What are they looking for? Right? So if they're on MSN sports and you're talking about, I don't know, something that has nothing to do with it, you know, that's not going to hit with them. But if you had a thousand products then you might be able to divvy up, all of those products into certain verticals and then you could take msn lifestyle or yahoo lifestyle or yahoo sports and like appeal to those people specifically yep yep it's a lot more it's a lot more strategic versus just going out and throwing up some facebook ads and you know driving really good like doing broad targeting there's a lot more strategy content strategy behind it there's a lot more uh i guess you could say Kind of like running, you know, I used to run affiliate stuff way back when. It's kind of the same thing as almost running affiliate, you know, as an affiliate, kind of setting it up the same way versus running it as a real brand, I would say, is what I'm gathering from you, basically. Well, there are people that are just focused on getting eyeballs, like super high quality eyeballs, and it's great for that, too. But um, you can back it all out into an arbitrage model where I make this every time I sell it and I need to buy it for less than that. Right. And it's as simple as that. So. I never get emotional about, I have a thousand products. Like all I care about is that one works, one can scale, you know? So it doesn't matter to me. If a thousand works better than one, great. If seven work better than 14, sure. yeah. So, um, but for that case, you know, there must be whatever your ad is driving the clicks, like that's has to have been some kind of product or something to, I'm sure it wasn't like- Say jewelry. Jewelry. Yeah. Right. So. 
it would be something like either to men or to women. To men, it'd be like top ten jewelry things you should get your wife for Christmas. Right. You know, Valentine's Day is coming up, and like focusing on the store on the topical story to get the click through rates instead of just jewelry. You know. So what you're, mean? Yeah, I think I, I think you're basically so people that don't know is you're basically building okay. a, a long form content basically type lander. And then putting your links within that rather than just running direct to a store like you would on Facebook, correct? Yeah, I mean we have had stuff that works without a pre-sale, but I would say eighty percent of the stuff that work on works on native needs a pre-sale. Yeah. And does that require, in your opinion, back in my affiliate days, to get some of that stuff to work when you're dealing with those affiliates? You have to have a very, very high-level content content writer, really, really, really good content for those long form pages. Um, that would definitely be the best route. I mean, there's definitely people that are using scrapers and then just spin it to spin the content. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say that doesn't work. Is that the best way to do things? I don't think so. I think if you had unique content, it would do even better, but it's not the worst place to start when you're starting a new vertical to kind of take what's worked and use that as your control. Right. So let's talk about that a little bit because I'm sure people are saying scraping what. So basically there's some people out there that go out, find other people's landing pages, basically rip them, rebuild them, and maybe like you said, spin the content or utilize the same content, tweak it a little bit, change out the links. Um, is that, first of all, I guess I'm going to ask, I know the answer, but I'm asking is for everyone out there, is that legal? Is there any terms of service issues with doing that? Um, what is the legalities of doing that? Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, there's companies, there's not just like people, there's companies that you pay um, that have that as legitimate business. Now, do they, nobody's condoning you taking something 100% from anyone, right? Um, and obviously, if they had their stuff copyrighted or trademarked, they could easily give you a problem. So again, why you wouldn't want to do that. Um, but if you see that there's always an old wrinkly guy who's smiling with blue eyes, right? then maybe maybe find another guy that looks very similar to that. And so there's you can spin it enough without it being a direct copy. And so, sure. it, again, not the best way to do it, but definitely will save you some time in the beginning. Right. Well, I know people that do it, and I know people that have made it, you know, like you said, and I'm sure you've had some big offers. You know people doing 100K, 100K a day doing it. Um, so it's out there, and it, I, know, I know people definitely – do it whether it's right or not but um what are some of the some of the more if you had to give like people like a five to ten step starting benchmark of do that like step one for somebody like people in the group that have never even touched native advertising really good at facebook maybe spend a million dollars a month on facebook you know they're really really good at google what are like the five to ten steps of transitioning into native ads, like step one, go sign up for the platform. Step two, you know, look at these types of softwares. Like, do you have like a kind of like a checklist or anything like that of kind of helping people get started and transition sure. to the buying? Um, step one would be to pick the network, right? Like, either it's the Bull or Outbrain or Yahoo or Rev Content, because they're all um, they're all different and they all have their little quirks. It's not like they all use the same thing, which is the reason why I built Maximus in the first place is it combines all of those into one way of doing things instead of having to change it for each one. 
Got it. Um, but regardless of whether you're going to get on the next level of getting a software, licensing software, I don't recommend you doing that first. Pick the network. And then if you're actually doing that kind of volume, you should have leverage with somebody in the world out there that can give you some kind of inclination of what works. And if you have, don't have that, you could actually just look with your eyes because if you just go to MSN or if you go to Yahoo homepage or if you go to CNN or AOL or Huffington Post, you will start to, and release for a week. Just keep going back. And from a private browser, going from a different place, you will start to see the same things over and over again. And so there's a list um, which I can give you. It's like you know about 10 different offers that for sure work. These are verticals that work. Now, within those verticals, there's different advertisers who have different offers. But if you have any kind of leverage with an affiliate network, it's talking to your rep, you know, and um, maybe um, so you're seeing solar all the time, right? And you're like, okay, I need a solar deal. And you're going out to all your affiliate managers that you are spending this money with and saying what solar deals you have. And you're collecting all the solar deals and getting the best price you can possible. Mm -hmm. and you're basically building out, then you would get a scraper and see, what does everybody else's ads look like? What do their pre-sales look like? And you build your own assets and then you'd start testing and you basically methodically start testing so you can find the placements that are weak to block and then bid up on the ones that are working. Because, um, every placement is uniquely different. So a lot of times what happens is like you'll come into Yahoo and they don't tell you that you, have, you can block all the bad sites, but then you have to pay a minimum of 10 cents instead of the minimum, which is five cents. But if you're bidding this desktop, you're never bidding under 10 cents anyway, so you wouldn't care. But like that little thing, you could easily spend a couple thousand dollars on all these crap network sites that they don't tell you are gonna happen. And then you're like, well, native doesn't work, right? So with each one of these networks, there's little things like that. And so that's why you don't wanna spread yourself out too thin because you're gonna wind up just getting lost everywhere. Yep. Right. I think I think part of like my whole thought process on it is I know native works. I know people that have made millions of dollars a year running native ads. It's a very fine, in my opinion, you can disagree because you're obviously the expert. It's a very fine specialized skill and it's a lot harder to make work. I think um, it's a lot more strategic. You know, you're not having the, the leverage of an algorithm or a lot of like, you know, Google is really buyers intent based people searching for your product. Facebook is leveraged based off of data, based off of the algorithm learning, machine learning. Native is a completely different thing. Um, and I think a lot of people like in our groups don't have the affiliate mentality, which I used to be an affiliate. We used to do very, very well with it. Um, just got, kept getting stiff with networks, so we got out of it. Um, the affiliate mentality, and it was pop-ups, we did, we did ton of pop-ups back with traffic dance in the day and, and lead impact but the affiliate mentality is so different than i think like a true media buyer brand mentality that for somebody that's been doing that for so long and that's to be honest i think that's a lot of people in our groups and the native channel is very very underutilized is how does somebody in that mindset that's never done the affiliate mindset because i think you guys are doing both how do they shift their mindset to be able to transition into affiliate because it's or native because it's, you know, I mean, maybe you disagree, but I think it's such a different mentality of media buying that most people are just extremely intimidated by it because it's so different. I think the problem is, I mean, that's definitely a problem, right? Like if you don't have that kind of hustle mentality, it's definitely a hard one. Um, 
which is why it's so great because it, the barriers to entry, people just yeah. smack down and they quit. And they're like, oh, well, I got my Facebook account back, so I'm just going to go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good for me in one sense. But um, but it's all possible. It's like how much effort you're putting into A lot of times with the Facebook, like obviously you can send somebody who works for you or you can go to Tim Bird's mastermind and you're going to like jump to level six even if you were like a one or a two there's no way to really get that for native so somebody has to teach you how to do it right so with facebook you can kind of just pay to learn and native most of people are doing really well are not sharing and then there's some people that are sharing some but aren't necessarily like if i was doing native three years ago that might not be the same as doing native today it's constantly changing like Right. So, you know, Fox News was on Outbrain, and so buying Fox News on Outbrain is different. And then Taboola swiped it from them, right? So now we're right. side. So everything's constantly changing. So you have the nobody to really mentor from, and then you have um, things are constantly changing. So I think that and not having that mentality of like it's not that easy. I gotta like go all the way in. You have to dig in. Like you, it's not. It can't be a hobby. Yeah, it's it's a lot more. I mean, yeah, even when we like tried even transitioning from pop-ups into a little bit of different traffic in the affiliate back in the affiliate days, it was a lot more work than just throwing up Facebook ads. I would say it's ten to twenty times the amount of work. <laughs> Which is, and um, you know, again, it's like that's why it was imperative for me to build software for my team because it's so fragmented and manual. Right. I mean, look. As long as the pixel's tracking properly, it's going to find you the right audience eventually. Like, we, it's amazing the power of, of, of that tool. And the native, I mean, they try, they're trying to offer similar stuff, but it's not the same. Right. Uh, so there's a couple questions in here. Um, how, well, I'll just go through these because I honestly don't know the answer. So how do you combat bot clicks in native? Well, so, for us, we're in a little different position because we've spent so much money at these networks. We can kind of get whitelist situations going where they used to let you do that and they don't let anyone do that anymore. But mm -hmm. if you were talking about Yahoo specifically, like I said, you can block all the sites you want. You just then have to pay 10 cents. But how does somebody, I mean, is there like, uh, obviously you have to spend the money to get the data to do that, right? I mean, you, you, you would have to, you would have to block those sites as soon as you see that they're bad. Yeah, that's, you know, it's tough. That's why you want to just start simple and move up from there. Yeah. And, and, and based on that question, what's the best way to determine in my ignorance and native, I, what's the best way to determine that those are bad looking at bounce rate and analytics from referrers or how do you go ahead and assess that quality of traffic? We don't even do that. We go even simpler than that. If we have a site, um, if we have one good ad and then we have a site that spends more than three times the CPA, we cut it. Yep. We have no tolerance for loss. Yep. Sure. You can find one site on Taboola that can make you ten thousand dollars a day. So why have a thousand that you could possibly lose on nine ninety nine? Get rid of it. Yep. So you're just doing the old two x three x test it, cut it, loses, cut it, basically. And we look and we review and make sure that we're making the right decisions, but. Generally, it's not going to come back after that. Right, for sure. 
Right, and the times that it does, okay, so you missed a couple, but you, you played it way safer and you, you secured your profit. Yeah, and just so people know, like, I think you can burn a month. I think so, and you can test me if I'm wrong. I think you can burn a lot more a lot more money on native advertising a lot faster than you can on other, other platforms. If you don't know what you're doing, for sure. Yeah, extremely quick. Um, what tracking tool do you prefer to use? What's tracking for the what? Which tracking tool do you prefer to use? So, um, Maximus is its own tracking tool, so that's what we use. But um, the other ones that I would use if Maximus didn't exist is probably Volume or Thrive Tracker. Okay. Yep, I've heard of both of those. Those are both good choices if you're not if you don't want to go to the next level of like, like automating your stuff. And, and what does something like that cost? Like if somebody's looking to get started and they dive into that, like Volume. Yeah, or Thrive Tracker. I think they're like in the one to three hundred a month range. Okay, not terrible. And then there's some click costs. Um, and these are all from Christina. <laughs> She's dropping a ton of questions. Is there? And that's good. Is there an automation tool for native tra traffic sources? Maximus. Com. <laughs> well, if somebody doesn't use Maximus, what's the? Is there anything else? Is there any other tools, me? Yep. Um, you can do a lot of rule-based stuff in uh, volume also, and then I think there's there's a couple others, Brax and uh, Optimizer. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to get these damn comments to come through. Right? There's going to be a feedback for a minute here. And just so people know, like, I think you can burn. Oh. Uh, okay, so how do you submit? So she's been having some issues submitting ads that keep getting rejected. Um, seems like I need to submit them five times. Uh, wondering if that's true. Depends on what network and also depends on what offer, right? So um, if you're doing e-com stuff that everyone else is doing and they've already seen like 10 other drone offers and you're probably gonna have a harder time than if you're doing uh, you know, Harry's Shave Club or Dollar Shave Club is not getting rejected at all. Right. The, you know, how, the quality of your offer usually depends on on the rejection, also the headline. Like if I said <laughs> for a solar campaign, you know, California will pay the total cost of your installation. Well, that's not necessarily true. And so policy um, might have a problem with that because it's a federal program and not everyone who signs up qualifies and they nit start to nitpick Stuff like that. So, obviously, the more branded stuff you're doing, you're not going to have any problems. The the closer you get to aggressive affiliate stuff, you're, the more rejections you're going to have. Uh, native advertising in 2020. What's the big focus? Would you say going to be? Well, so for us personally, we've been building our own brands out. Um, we have an auto insurance site. We have a home insurance site, a Medicare site, and a life insurance site, and we're pushing all of our media buyers to start buying for those sites instead of for third-party advertisers. So eventually we can only do that and we'll be focused on first-party insurance uh, lead gen. And do you suggest to do RON, uh, run a network, if people don't know what that means, I believe, or would you laser target? How do you find the right placements? I would 100% laser target if that was an option given to me. Um, 
you want to start with the, the ones that have the most potential to scale and have the highest quality. So sites like MSN, like I said, Yahoo homepage, um, AOL, Huffington Post, CNN, Fox News, basically all the top tier premium news sites are the best sites. So if you can, if you can actually whitelist those, um, you'd be much better off than doing run a network because you've absolutely no control what they shove in there. And then your best bet is to block it as soon as you can, but that's just wasted money. Right. And so what we do is we secure a whitelist that we know will work because we've spent so much money and we will build profits off of that. And then if it's going really well, we'll start to use the profits from that to do a run of network to see if we can find other sites that we weren't sure about and didn't, didn't know about, but that way we're playing with the house's money instead of just losing. Right. Um, let's see. I'm pretty sure this is possible, but I haven't used Tabulo now, Brain, but I would assume. Is it typical to pause the campaign around noon to maintain CPA goals like you can do with Facebook, or do you typically run your offers 24-7? Totally depends on the offer. We look to see what the average EPC is of each offer, and then we actually day part based on those metrics. So we let the data tell us when we should be buying. And what kind of um, – so when you're first starting out, I mean, I remember back in the affiliate days we used to do the same thing. Um, how much data are you accumulating before you start looking at and saying noon to two is killer, two to four is, you know, killer. This is where we need to like start cutting hours. You still stick to like the two X, three X CPA rule. No, cause that's more of a, a holistic thing. So you need much more data from that. That's like after probably spending five grand. Okay. And then we're constantly refining it, right? Like did what we assume was that right? Or do we need to modify it? Right. Generally, they, tip, they they stay in their lanes. Like, lead gen doesn't have call centers from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern. So mm -hmm. typically, we're not running during that time. But maybe we'll find a two or three hour break in that nine to nine where it's not doing so well. But in general, the lead gen campaigns we're following the call center times that they're open. Right. And then with um, VSL type offers and ecom. It's really just what the data tells us. I do know, I do know from personal experience that like with Facebook, when you start narrowing your focus and you start cutting hours and try to put more money into what's profitable, nine times out of 10 for me personally, it's never worked. Um, my costs usually go up. I do know back in the day when we used to do that with this kind of stuff, um, it's not so machine algorithmic based. I don't think anyway, maybe it's changed, but Usually you would definitely not see that rise in CPA for sure. Yeah, for some reason, like, you know, when you're running in the middle of the night, you'll just like somebody else will turn off and then all the traffic will come to you at a much higher price than you thought you needed to pay for that midnight traffic or 2 a.m. traffic. So you, you wind up, it's usually just worse than just not even doing it at all, bidding a little bit higher during the good times. <laughs> I, I felt like when I used to do that do like traffic bans, I was always sitting in front of my computer a lot more versus with running Facebook as of now with how much further the the rules have come. Right. Is it, would you say that's true? Well, that's again why I built the tool because it does all that. So I don't have to be sitting there because I used to have to sit there and then I hire one person, I teach them everything. They're amazing. And then they go somewhere else and then yeah. I'll just be starting at zero. Yeah. I, I mean, I used to, I did that back in 2000 and 
2010 to like 2013, 2014. So maybe 2015. And I think it's probably changed a lot since then. Um, but could be wrong. It's very manual. Very. It was very, very manual. Um, but there's so much potential. I mean, like Yahoo, you're mentioning, like there are, you have the ability to do $50,000 on one offer just on desktop. Yep. I mean, what's your biggest, what's your biggest home run? If you don't mind me asking. And you don't have to answer. You mean like, what's the most amount of food in yeah, my life? What was your most spend and like your biggest, like, oh, we spent 10K, we made 100K a day on one offer for type of deal? Well, I mean, probably the biggest day was 250. And then uh, we, we, we do just on native about 25 to 30 million a year. A year, yeah. So obviously the average is less than 250, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if you're doing 50 to 100,000, you're in the top 20, probably. And, and when you take, do you run these offers in conjunction with other sources? Like, are you guys running them on Facebook, Google ads and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So we really try to find something that works and, and try to scale it across as much as we can. Now, obviously if we're doing probiotics to like older people, then we can't really put that on Snapchat cause it's not going to work. Right. Anything that makes sense that we can, we do. And that's why we're looking for these broader insurance verticals that can go anywhere and don't get rejected by policy. Um, because dealing with policies just, I mean, whether it's Facebook or Snapchat, or Google, right. or it's just such a time suck. What, what is the, um, what is the average CPAs when you, when you have something dialed in on native and you take it cross platform, do you usually see lower cost, higher cost per acquisition? How does that typically work? I usually see lower acquisition costs on Facebook but I usually see better quality people from native. Really? Wow. I would have thought it. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm attacking a person who go not attacking, but I'm, I'm trying to get to the person that goes to a news website every day and trying to like learn something or see something, right? They're actively participating in what's going on. And with Facebook, everyone's like scrolling through their feed and they happen to see this other thing. Whereas that's not the same person. And so obviously as you, as, Facebook grabs and pick the pixel and tries to find more of the people that are buying it. That doesn't mean that the people that are buying it are the best people. Sure. Like for auto insurance. Yeah. You signed up on my site on Facebook, but you're a renter and you're uninsured and you're 21 years old and whatever these things are, you signed up and it's a lead, but it's not the same as you own a home. You have three cars, you're married, you have great credit. Right. So. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, we um, typically if we have it working on native, we bring it back to Facebook. We get it for a cheaper cost. Interesting. Uh, let's see. There's some more questions here. So, if you were to start from zero, let's say, and I'm an ecom offer with a CPA goal of twenty bucks, how would you go about it? Where to find the right placements? Combat bot clicks? How to structure your campaign? Better <laughs> <laughs> question. Well, I wouldn't even get that far. I would say, how is this going to be better than DFO or GiddyUp who have offers that are like 35 to 50 and it's basically going to, I don't know what his product is or her product, but it's going to be something in that same vein. How are you going to win even if you were on the exact right placements and you got rid of the bot clicks and all that other stuff? The fact that you're at $20 
already put you out of the game because these people have these products so much more developed. Yep. So you're basically uh, saying, obviously, it's the same thing with e-com. A lot of e-com agency owners are like starting to formulate their own brands, you know, versus start formulating your own offers, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, because at 20, it sounds like it's like double brokered or it's super new and it hasn't been figured out yet. Got it. Maybe she just needs to hit up your network. <laughs> well, we, I mean, for like e-com stuff, to be honest with you, between DFO and Giddy Up, they, they do a great job. It's, I don't even need to touch that area because there's not enough room. There's like, they have, they each have a ton of products. They're all good prices and they all convert. It's like, if you look at any gadget listicle that's going on right now, it's it's those two people and maybe one tech. So then she says, if it's a goal of CPA, a CPA goal of 50, would that change anything? That would change um, everything. I mean, now the only question is, does it convert the same as theirs, right? Because obviously like I've seen drone offers for $20 and I've seen them for 75. Well, maybe that's because they're asking 17 pre-sales at the end and that's why it's 75. So maybe it's gonna convert 10 times less and so whatever, but um, going about finding the right placements again is the spy tools and then just looking and then just being aware of the premium news websites. If you look up top 50 premium news websites, that's your list. And now the question is, can you leverage the rep at whatever network to get you on the whitelist team, basically? Mm -hmm. um, is that based on spend? Volume of spend, I assume, has probably mostly to do with it. Yeah, grandfather spend, or just like um, sometimes your reps just like super hungry and wants to build your account, and they're willing to help you out. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that's her saying, and I just, it's just yeah. But can you give me a structure on how you go about the ads? So I'm thinking like kind of what she's thinking is with Facebook. You know, I would say do top of funnel, ad set budget offer. Let's say you have, a, let's say a budget of a thousand. My top of funnel is gonna be 600. It's gonna be six ad sets, 100 each ad set. We're gonna take purchase lookalike, add a cart lookalike, the highest intent. And we're gonna start with that. Middle of funnel is gonna be 30 day engager, you know, 50 bucks. Uh, video viewers, 50 bucks for 30 days. Bottom of funnel is gonna be one day added cart. So do you have kind of like a generic snapshot picture of your ad structure that you look look at and start with or is yeah, I mean, well, I mean there's certain things we do right like there's certain places that we start because of a buyer's strength or just our strength um, at the network but let's just say we picked a network we would set up um, a campaign for let's say we didn't know whether it was good on desktop mobile or tablet we'd set up one of each in separate campaigns we pick the same five to seven ads mm -hmm. um, and what I usually do is I'll either start with all the same image and five to seven different headlines are all the same headline and five to seven different images. doesn't really matter which way you start, but you're going to have a process of filing it down. So let's say you picked the same image with seven headlines. Okay. So now you're going to see, I mean the other way, I'm sorry. Let's say you have a, a headline that you, you grabbed from a scraper. Okay, great. So you're changing it up a little bit and then you're taking five to seven images. You're seeing what one had the highest click-through rate. Then you're taking that image and starting a new campaign mm -hmm. and trying out five to seven headlines to see if you can get the click-through rate better than the original one that you started with. Um, I, would, I just tend to start with all the things I know have a good chance of working with the least amount of variables possible. 
and then try to hone in on if I can make it better. So I'm basically figuring out how I can get the highest click-through rate on my ad, and then I move on to the pre-sell. Do I have a pre-sell from the spy tool that pretty much works? Okay, great, I'm gonna take that one, and then maybe I'm gonna take one from the advertiser, or whatever the case may be. Maybe I'm gonna write a second one to kind of let it battle it out. Mm -hmm. um, and so I move along each of the process. First, it's the ad and getting a high click-through rate. Then it's the pre-sell and getting a high click-through rate. And then it's the offer and does it convert with that whole combination. And so right. I systematically go at least, like you do not pass go. If you don't have an ad that can get traffic at a realistic rate that the ad is going to convert at, then you're just dead in the water and you're just wasting money. Right. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have about five minutes here. So um, what's the best, and I actually had this question too. What's the best spy tool? Is there spy tools out there that you recommend? I love um, AdBeat, probably the best, and then maybe AdPlexity is also pretty good. Is that is AdPlexity the one that Chase Hero owned, or no? Is that something? No, I think maybe the guys from iStack on AdPlexity. Okay. AdBeat. AdBeat by far and away is the most comprehensive one. They've been around forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even if you're just trying to learn about native, like just getting that for a month and just diving into it all the way, you'll learn almost everything you need to learn. Okay. What's the best two questions? And then we'll kind of probably call it here and then I'll ask you about, do you use manual bidding? I mean, I think it's all based on your cost per click, you bid CPC, which is manual bidding, right? Is so basically every five minutes looks at what your EPC is and then you tell it, I want to make at least 20% margin or 30% margin and then it calculates what it should be paying for you to make that. But okay. before I had that, yes, I was sitting in front of a computer refreshing every two seconds and changing my bids every as quickly as I could. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember those days. <laughs> um, I had a really good question and now I forgot it. Where does somebody, like, is there any tools, anything out there that you would recommend? Like Facebook, somebody asked me where to learn Facebook, I'd say, um, obviously ad leaks, you know, there's the blueprint, Google is skill shop with Google. They have their own training program. Uh, you know, where, where do you push someone to start reading more about it to start learning? Um, well, so I recently just started a, um, a group, uh, for native mastermind, not native mastermind, but a place for people, native newbies to go and get information. It's a Facebook group that literally just started like last week only to let every other everyone else share the information because I find myself telling everyone the same information over and over again so I just wanted to make a place where I could um, just share it once and let people see it but as far as other tools um, there's a great tool that we use um, a very good friend of mine the, it's a landing page uh, optimization software called WYSIWYG.io and um, him and I are actually throwing a party called the Ad Collective in Vegas at the Affiliate Summit with only uh, 99 people. That's all been vetted for uh, like industry heavyweights, so that's pretty exciting. Um, but WYSIWYG.io is a great tool to build landing pages very quickly. Uh, we used to have to use WordPress and a couple other pieces of software that were really hard to use. And the cool thing about WYSI is you can use it for Facebook or native or Google or whatever. So it's not just limited to native. So I said everyone check that out. But um, as far as resources, um, there's a couple of courses out there that were made a couple years ago. Um, 
that are pretty, like have a lot of the information you would need. And so some of the information has changed, but 80% of that information is still relevant. Um, but nobody has actually come out with a new course to kind of shape, shape the landscape. But who was the one that made the course from? The old one? Yeah. Uh, James from Purple Leads. Oh, okay. Was the one, yeah, the uh, event to Geek, Geek EDU or Right. Are you guys? Do you guys take on offers? If like people have some good offers, do you guys bring offers on into your network? We do. We're very selective, but I, I welcome anyone to show me an offer they think can work. I'll shoot you a message after this. I'll show okay. you. Um, anything else that we didn't cover, man? That you think is like? No, but I just want to say I'm in that ad leaves group. I'm, I'm in all of them. So if anybody wants to reach out, I'll pretty much answer you because. Uh, I luckily had some help along the way, and I know how valuable it is because, you know, there's no sense in figuring out an answer that somebody else knows. So, you know, I always use the, um, you know, you don't make 100% of the shots you don't take. So ask. the worst I could do is not answer, right? So please yeah. I would – and my, my only, you know, and I'm nowhere near an expert in native, but with what I've done in the past is just – I think you can burn a lot of money really, really quick with native. So obviously Josh has spent a ton of money and obviously has things that can eliminate that, but just kind of be very, very, be very, very careful. Start slow. Don't set high budgets on your campaigns because it will, it will spend and it will spend quick. <laughs> Do you want me to uh, give you maybe a list of all the links of the things I recommended so you can post it for some? Yeah. Maybe just direct message it to me. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Okay. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, I'll cross post this, this tonight. I'll download this and post it in the other groups, and then I'll tag you so if people have questions or whatever they can ask. So. Perfect. Thank you. I really appreciate your time and uh, had fun doing it. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, brother. Appreciate it, man. Bye. Bye.